Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest. She's doing amazing things in entrepreneurs, helping others succeed. We're trying to beat the trend, be on the cutting edge. It's Lenita Mitchell Blackwell. You can see her book in the background, Live Life on Fire. We're going to talk all about that. She's got an amazing journey, and I'm happy to have Lenita on the show to help add value to the audience. So Lenita, welcome. Thank you. I am so happy to be here today. Yeah, I, I love everybody's origin story and because it sets the stage, it, it creates um, intrigue and inspiration, and then we get into the main conversation. So tell everybody about how you came to be who you are. Absolutely. I have to tell you, Doc, I have a beautiful life. I come from wonderful parents who love me, great siblings, my teachers and my community seated into me. And they gave me the same playbook that your community probably gave you. If you work hard and you, you will become successful and you will live happily ever after, right? Um, but no one ever defined when the end point for that was going to come. Yeah. And so I achieved everything I ever wanted. Um, I'm a, a practicing attorney. Have my have my firm for almost 17 years now. I'm a wife to a wonderful man, a mother to a beautiful teenage daughter. I earned my CPA license, have been a CEO of a media company, a nonprofit. I have a speaking business and I am a six-time best-selling author. But <clears throat> no one told me that I would need to disengage my self-worth from this idea of success. And so I worked myself into a stress ball. And literally one day my daughter came home and she was six at the time and found me passed out in the middle of the floor from exhaustion. Uh -huh. Because Yeah, because I was working days at a time with no sleep and saying yes to everything because I wanted people to like me. I wanted them to be excited about having Lanita on their team, you know? And it wasn't until my health failed and I literally found myself in the hospital with stage four endometriosis and a series of very long disclosures saying, we don't know how this is gonna turn out, that I said, oh no, I've gotta change something. And that is where the the live life, I had to redo my whole life and how I define success from things. And there's nothing wrong with stuff, Doc, right? We got to have a house. <laughs> I like my car. What I'm saying is it can't define who we are. And so in redoing that definition, it became peace, joy, and fulfillment for me. Well, it's amazing. Uh, it's an amazing story because, um, you know, a lot of doctors and people lawyers attorneys um you know high income they've they've reached success they've gone through all the you know jumped through all the hoops and um you know they come to the end of it and they're like well you know what did i just do i did this for my parents or did this for society and i, I don't know why I'm, I'm living and so i love how you're trying to define like success and happiness you know on your terms um i just got done with a podcast with another guest he he's talking about using money to for resources to help others not as yes. a status game so yes um, i'm always interested curious in terms and you have this term called dramergencies and yes. <laughs> what is that and how do you thrive despite life's dramergency absolutely so a dramergency <laughs> that word is two words it's drama 
an emergency. And if you haven't picked it up yet, and I know you do have, Doc, because you're smart, right? <laughs> is that an emergency? It's not an emergency at all. It's mess. <laughs> it's something you should run the opposite way from. And so I, I came up with this because it seemed to me that in my life that I always had people who were insistent that their lack of planning or their determination that all these things had to be done right now would come back to me and then be left at my doorstep like a pile of poo. And nobody wants a pile of poo, right? (laughs) But because there was this pleasing feeling and this need, I was like, well, this has become my problem too and I've got to fix it. And that is what we have encountered as a society, really, when we're talking about living up to other people's expectations when it comes to our ideals of success. And for anybody who's saying, no, that's not me. I figured it out. I got it. Well, you are one out of a hundred and hats off to you. But I am telling you that if you dig a little deeper, you probably have it because someone else gave you those standards to live up to. Someone who loved you, who seeded into your life, who said that if you go to school, you get good grades, you get your degrees, you'll make a lot of money, you'll have friends in your income bracket, you'll be able to go on these fantastic vacations, and you'll have these wonderful things, and you will live a life that is wonderful, that other people will emulate. Well, that was half true. Other people do look at that and say, gosh, I want that. But you don't necessarily want the that that comes with that, the sleepless nights, the stress, the, the physical ailments, sometimes swallowing when you should be shouting out loud and saying, that is not my responsibility. This is not what I want for my life. Instead, you have this tight smile on your face <laughs> as you're trying to hold it all in, right? And so when we're talking about these emergencies and how to live a life that minimizes them, because we're always going to write, we have to get to a place where we set our own standards. And we do that by stop trying to live a perfect life and living an excellent one. And the difference between those two is that the perfect life is checking off someone else's boxes and an excellent one is us creating our own set of values, the things that satisfy and make us happy and building in some grace in there. So when things don't turn out quite like we had in mind, we're okay with that. We're okay mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. It's so, it's so well said. And, um, it's quite, quite interesting because, you know, uh, doctors, and again, we you know we're, we're at heart. A lot of us suffer from people pleasing. And yes. so we, we find it very hard to say no. And then we get manipulated either in our relationships or mm-hmm. in our employers. We can't say no. And then basically we get uh, emotionally dumped on, which you were describing. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk about this concept of boundaries and saying no. And the, the more people I talk to, more successful people, they say no nine times out of 10 and say yes, one out of 10. So talk about boundaries. Absolutely. So for us to have boundaries, we first have to have a love of ourselves. And we're not really taught to do that. We are taught to please other people. And then they give us their approval and then we mistake that for love, right? And so the first thing is we have to totally and completely remove that as our definition of love. And we have to learn to embrace all parts of ourselves, the parts of ourselves that are 
not all that great. <laughs> the parts of ourselves that sometimes um, we try to hide and pretend aren't there, right? But we also embrace the parts of us that are amazing, that other people say yes to, but we said yes first. So that we're smart, that we're funny, that we are kind, that we're compassionate. And yes, we do a really good job with our client services. That's good too, right? Once we have that nailed down, then it becomes very easy for us to say yes or no to things because once we love ourselves, our life purpose, our vision for how we want things to unfold for us, it is clear. And anything that doesn't line up with that, that's a no. That's an easy no. And we can say it with kindness and with grace, mm -hmm. but it's still no. And then, you know, one thing that I've noticed is saying no in the initial phases of um, our healing process for people pleasers saying no results in feelings of guilt and shame they're like oh when i when i say no or when i choose myself over others i feel guilty and i feel shame so talk about this um process of healing this people pleasing personality and letting go just just letting it go and you know doing what is best and being okay with people not being happy with your choices right so the first thing is to really embrace self-love and that also has the self-care component. Um, once we build those things in, there is not a whole lot of time for foolishness, I'm tell you, <laughs> because we want to be surrounded by things that lift us and make us happy. Our family, our friends, things and places that we enjoy. We embrace our solitude and time for meditation and prayer. <clears throat> then we have the time for other things. And so we are going to become very, very choicy about what goes into those remaining spots. And I promise you, you are not going to make a lot of time for anything that does not lift you up and feel good. For you have to do things like CLE, continuing education. Nobody really wants to do that. But <laughs> but we want to keep our license so we can practice. But that is consistent with our vision and our life purpose. Anything that is inconsistent, we have to let go. And once we can do that, whether someone is happy with us, whether they're pleased with us, it becomes less important yeah. because we know that those folks who get it and understand, those are the keepers. Those who make it seem like it's an, a personal attack, they are not keepers. And how do you address this if you're, if you're uh, the people that are not pleased are, you know, your loved ones, like your spouses or your parents, you know, um, you know, that's really hard because like the more I study really truly successful people like the top 0.1% if you like you know Michael Jordan or Kobe or uh, Mark Zuckerberg all these people they have to be different and they have to own it and usually it's like the expense of you know a family or relationship so what do you do then so there are a couple of things and I love your examples with all of these very successful people <clears throat> I would say the first thing is to realize that you have your biological family who you were born into that, right? But then you have an opportunity once you become an adult to create your destiny family. Mm. So these are your friends. These are your colleagues. These are the people with whom you are on mission. And once you identify those folks, then it becomes a lot easier when the biological family has to fall away. Um, um, 
I'm I'm very blessed in that my biological family is also part of my destiny for everybody. And there have been people that I let release and love, let go and love. And sometimes they've come back later and sometimes they just have not. But that's how you have to do it. And when you named Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, um, their nuclear family, uh-huh. very tight, right? People, cousins and all the rest of it, they had to let them go. Mm-hmm. They weren't part of the Destiny family. It's, it's a question that you always, it's like you, you either hold on to like the people that are holding you back or you just, yes. or you just have to release. And yeah, it's quite interesting because, uh, you, you know, um, you know, I know of people like, you know, a good family friend. She's uh, she goes to a fantastic school and on a scholarship, but then her, you know, her parents, you know, first generation, you know, kind of have these traditional beliefs. And in order to for her to flourish, she's got to just you know, kind of love them from afar. So yes, um, I love your message and the work that you're doing. You know, we have a few more minutes left, and um, talking about this um, idea of. Um, you know, your uh, diversity and you're doing a lot in terms of uh, progressing our world and including people. Talk about your work there and then also your book as well and uh, and how can people reach you and find you and follow you? Thank you for that. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, one of the things that I think is important when we're talking about diversity is to understand that it is so much more than color, culture, religion. Each person, even if they share those things, they are still separate and unique. And everyone who came to this world, into this life, had something, has something unique to give. And if they didn't exist, then the world would not be what it was supposed to be. Um, so that's the first thing. And the way that I contribute to that idea is each person that I meet, I understand that we were supposed to have a unique and beautiful experience and that there is something that was supposed to be accomplished. So whether that something is that it's that interaction, sometimes it's the revelation of some wisdom, some knowledge, there's supposed to be a collaboration, or sometimes there's just supposed to be empathy and compassion that's exchanged, not just some business deal, right? And once we realize that, well, we, we got to get there, you know, Doc, until yeah. we get to that place where every person is a human being having their soulful experience and that some of us, we have that experience through our businesses, through our relationships, through our families. Some of us have the blessing of having it all in one. But until we get to that understanding, then the world will not be as great as it could be. We won't have the peace that we want. We want. We we won't have the the camaraderie and the the love that the world was always meant to have. <clears throat> and I I really love this work because it it allows me to to show up as a authentic and complete person in every area of my life, including my businesses. And so as to your question, how to contact me, how we can work together, my website is the best way to do that. It's my name, LanitaMitchellBlackwell.com, spell L-Y-N-I-T-A. And we can connect via email. You can join my uh, mailing list. We can connect together on social and just see where things go. Yeah, I love this conversation. And, you know, it, it talks, it gets to the heart of, why so many of us, you know, we've, we've reached the pinnacle, but we're still unhappy. And it, you know, comes down to people pleasing boundaries, saying no, 
Um, it talks about, you know, you know, you're choosing our circle as well. And uh -huh. um, so I love that. Um, and for the audience, I recommend everybody checking out Lenita's book, um, uh, Live Life on Fire. Those resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to give her a like and follow on socials. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much for having me.